Are we ready? No, I'm ready. No. Yep. <laughs> totally stoked. You got the question, Nate? Say your name again. Full name. Galit. So, Nate, my name is the best to remember that it rhymes with the word elite. So, Galit Elite. Okay, so you're one of those elitists. I see how it is. One. Thank you for asking. Yeah, that's that's a kind of a pet peeve of mine. And it's Sheila is usually the pet that messes up names. Yes, yes. And Galit knows that because she knows I say her name wrong every time, the first time until she repeats it. Galit. Galit. Elite. Galit Elite. Yes, I have clients Oh, this is a great question. And Galit has the perfect answer. Oh, yes. It'll be perfect. Yeah. It'll be perfect. I've never seen you do anything less than fabulous. So. Less than elite. Less than elite. <laughs> yeah, she does not. She is only elite status. All right, I'm ready when you guys are. All right, here we go. Welcome to the messy back end of entrepreneurship. This is Mark Deal of Podcast Editor Academy and Podcast Guest Academy. We all know that the back end is where most businesses fail. This is the podcast about cleaning up the messy back end so you can save time, make money, and succeed. I felt it myself due to people, processes, and platforms. And now here are your hosts, Sheila J. Logan and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Have you ever seen a sporting event live or on TV and seen the impact of confidence? A team of a lower skill can defeat a team of greater skill if its confidence is significantly higher. Confidence is even more important in sales. The entrepreneurs who have the most confidence will sometimes walk out as the winner in the bid for a client, even if their price is higher or their services are not superior. The opposite is also true. They may have the best services in the world, but if they approach their prospects with low confidence, the sale will probably die. So what is the trick to successful sales? Rashid Ogunlaru said, be genuinely interested in everyone you meet and everyone you meet will be genuinely interested in you. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with my friend, Galit Ventura Rosen. Galit is an entrepreneur, professional speaker, business expert, and mother of three beautiful children. She won the 2020 Silver State Award for Entrepreneur of the Year. She was one of the top 100 people in Top 100 Magazine. She's the founder of Everyday Woman and author of The Successful Woman's Mindset. She loves working with independent, savvy, and self-directed women who want something more, but might not know how to make it happen. And we'll hear some real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Galit will not only share her experience, expertise, and the tools she suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but she will also expose how to be as successful as her million dollar mastermind clients. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question for our experts, Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing. 
where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. We're fast approaching episode 100, so we wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backend bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now onto our expert, Galit, for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today we have one of our questions submitted by a listener. They say, I have clients contacting me, and now I have to sell to them. Why am I having fear over this, and how do I overcome it? What's the trick to making successful sales? Ooh, good question, Nate. And typically when people do what they love, which a lot of our listeners or your listeners probably do, the sales part is what is the biggest fear for them because we have this stereotype idea in our head of what a salesperson is, right? When we've watched all those movies, especially me from the 80s with those salesmen that are selling the cars and and the tactics that they use. So it's very common that a large fear that a lot of my business clients come to me with is great. I love what I do. I want to find clients, but I've got to sell to them. I'm not a salesperson. And they use that word. So the first thing that I would probably offer as a tip is I would absolutely look at yourself and say, do I have confidence? Do I have confidence in what I'm selling? Do I really believe in what I'm selling? Do I have passion? And it could be one of the answers could be yes. It doesn't have to be all of them. But I've learned that when you have confidence in something, people will listen. People want more. And I use this fun little example, Nate, where if I got on stage and I'm selling this pen and let's make make it a really pretty pen, okay? And I'm really excited about this pen. And this pen is something that I use every single day and it doesn't stop working and it does its job. I probably could sell a pen for hundreds and hundreds of dollars when it might be worth $2. So I would absolutely start with recognizing the confidence and the passion. When you show passion, we've seen it over and over again, where people want to be a part of something, people want to buy something. So that's the first thing that I would do. So I love that. Um, The problem I think that I have, as well as other people, and like you said, is that confidence. Um, I've been in sales before uh, for very big companies. Speaking of you know, just an example of people wanting to be a part of something. I used to work for a company called Apple back in the day when the iPhones and the iPad sales were literally lines that were a mile long. They were around the building. You know, one time when we were doing a launch, the line was literally around the mall, the entire mall. Like it was about a mile long. Oh yeah. People wanted to be a part of that. They were showing up. They wanted the fresh new thing right at the beginning. And guess what? I could sell iPhones left and right. 
because I was confident in that product. I knew what it was. I was, I could sell it. I mean, they practically sold themselves. People were lining up around the block to get them. But then when I started selling my own services, hey, I'm a photographer and I create art. Oh, you want me to create your art? I don't know if I'm as good as those people over there. And now we've got, you know, imposter syndrome going on and I'm not confident in my services. I could sell your services, even if you weren't as good of a photographer as I am. I still can do that. How do we overcome that? You kind of answered it indirectly, Nate, without realizing it. So when you were working with Apple, you probably really knew about your product. You probably knew the ins and outs of the product. You knew why it was so amazing. And you knew that those were the things that were going to get others to purchase it. So the first thing that I would suggest, and there's a second part, is you've got to have the knowledge and the experience and the expertise. And if you don't have it, you can get it. It's not a problem. If you're do obviously with photography or something that you love that you're doing, you already probably have most of it, but doing a little bit more homework and a little bit more research so you have the answers or you know how to respond to people gives you a little bit more confidence as well. The second thing that I would share is it's very normal I have the same experience. I've owned a commercial real estate company for 25 years. I've sold properties up to $50 million without blinking an eye. And then four years ago, I felt called to show women how to be successful in business. Okay, great. I'm selling $50 million properties, right? Now I'm asking people to pay me a grand or two a month and I'm hesitant because it's about me. Right. So I think it's a work in progress. I think that with time. So one of the exercises I have my clients do, Nate, is when we start figuring out what they're going to charge for their services, a lot of my clients are service-based. I have them walk around the house and say it out loud. I charge and say the amount. I charge. And they say it over and over and over again to get a little bit more confidence. Also, another thing we do is role-playing, sales role-playing. So for example, if you were my client, we would actually pretend like I was a client and you would share with me how you would speak to them, what you would bring up, how you would sell to them. And I think like anything else, it's practice makes perfect. At any point, you're always going to be a little hesitant when it comes to yourself. It's just natural human tendencies. But I think with time, that person that I was four years ago, that first time I had to tell someone how much I charge, I'm way different four years, five years later now with the confidence. And that confidence shows through, I will tell you, people don't question what I charge now. They just accept that that's my value and that's what I'm worth. Well, I because think the first, think exactly. I think that what Nate was going to say is because you know you're worth that, right? Mm -hmm. I remember the very first time I was working with, I was coaching virtual assistants. I only coached for like a minute and a half because I knew very quickly that I was not a coach. But when I worked with them, I remember the first time I ever said I charged $100 an hour. I choked on that a little bit. And within a millisecond, she was like, done. Where do I sign up? And for me, that was huge value to me to understand that, oh my gosh, they're willing to pay that. And not only that, but she made so much more money. So I think for me, one of the things too, is like watching how much money do my clients make? Cause that puts a number value on me too, doesn't it? But I think understanding it yourself and believing it. So like I, Nate and I should do this. We should practice, Nate. I'll tell you how much I charge and you just go, yeah, buy it. And then you do the same. Cause I think Perfect. also you need to hear the results, right? Like right. somebody confirming. 
but also recognizing that not everyone's going to agree because there's so many reasons why people right. don't hire you or aren't willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I teach in my programs are a sales process. So there's a process, there's a, there's almost like a mentality to it, a mindset. And it's quite interesting because when you delve into the reason why people are hesitant about saying how much they charge or why people say no to what you charge, it never has anything to do with money. It has everything to do with so much more. And a lot of times when I'm on my sales calls, which I don't call them that, I call them discovery calls or meet and greets. I give them a different name. I don't even sell myself or tell them how much I charge till maybe the last five minutes, because really that's not what it's about. It's about what are you offering? What transformation are they going to get? What are they going to, what's the end result? What are they looking for? And one of the things that I share in the process that I teach is as much as having confidence in your, it's so important to have the confidence and the successful, what I call it is the successful sales mindset. You also must more than anything, be an effective communicator. And an effective communicator confuses people when I say that. You've got to be a good listener. And what I've become over the years, when you're selling multi-million dollar properties, and I work mostly with men because mostly men are investors in this realm, I've got to be a really good listener. Because the better listener that I am to exactly what they want, their end result, the more likely I'm going to find them the product that they need. Well, there is no difference in the service that you offer. Listen to what, there's a reason they got on the call with you. There's a reason why they reached out to you. Listen, learn, ask the right questions, which some of them might, what might be, why did you reach out to me? What is it you hope to accomplish? What is a goal that you would want to accomplish with me? What is holding you back from accomplishing that goal. You start collecting almost this data. And then when they're done, you go ahead and respond to that data with what your service or product will give them in response to what they're looking for. And then now you've given value to what you're offering. And, and a lot of their time, words back on them. If you use the same yes. words back as you're describing it, they understand it because words that we all use as marketers they may not understand. So if you use their exact same words, they're like, oh, she gets me. And all you're doing is repeating. Like That's parent, what they right? want. They want to yeah. be heard. They want to be understood. It's just like anybody else mm -hmm. when they speak. And now you turn around and you make it almost impossible for them to say no. Now, one of the biggest objections that you get from someone when you tell them what you pay, what you charge is, I can't afford that. That's huge. I can't afford that. Now you go backwards a little bit more. You got to go back to what they asked, what you asked them, the answers that they gave you. And really, I almost do coaching before I coach, if that makes sense. I coach them through the discovery call to working with you. You kind of coach them through their pain points. And like a, a way, if you're doing that type of coaching, it would be, I, I'm just assuming here, you know, okay, you're having troubles with these things. I know you said you can't afford that, but can you afford to still live with those problems that you're having? What is the cost of having those, you know, struggles that you're struggling with and not hiring me as a coach? Can you afford that? And if you can paint that picture in their mind of, no, I can't afford to not hire you, you know, because of the results that I'll get or not get 
if I don't hire you. No, that makes Those perfect. Those are perfect words, Nate, and I almost use them exactly like that. There's awesome. something so powerful in those words that I have to tell you that I have learned over and over again. And you're not going to close every single person because if they've decided they can't afford it, they that's their mindset. But I say to them, okay, great. You don't hire me. Where are you going to be in six months? Where are you going to be a year in a year? Where are you going to be in five? Are you going to be where you want to be? But one of the things I do is I push on the value versus the sales. And I make sure I don't convince people because, and most people are, aren't convincing them because they've got to also be ready to be coached. Mm -hmm. They've got to be ready to be part of this change. And, and I make a lot of people very uncomfortable. I've had people on my discovery calls start crying. I've had people get shortness of breath. And I actually will say to them, that's it. You're ready. Because if this is making you nervous, this is making you anxious, it's something uncomfortable and change happens in the uncomfortable. Definitely. Another thing that they can, that works for me whenever I'm on a call with someone like that is that by coaching them through that little bit, they're immediately realizing the value of what you're giving them. Like you're on this free call and you are already giving them value. Imagine how much more value you're going to give them. And you and I and Nate, all of us have learned that whenever you offer something for a discount or for free, or anything like that, the person who's receiving it is not as invested. It's that simple. You know, they're yeah. really not invested. I've had a lot of experiences like that where I'll hold a workshop and the cost was only like $97. And women would reach out and say, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I'm like, you know what? It's okay for me to give away one or two. I've got 25 people. They don't even show up to the workshop. And they just got offered this on a platter. It's not about the money. It's about things that they have to work on within themselves. Mm -hmm. It's something to do with what's going on with them. And a lot of times in business, even though I am not a life coach, I will tell you a lot of times that coaching through obstacles, challenges, things that show up for them is very much part of the process to success. And that's why when I teach the sales process, Mindset and confidence is absolutely number one. Effective communication is the second thing. And the third thing is building relationships. You've got to build a relationship with the person. One of my biggest pet peeves, Sheila and Nate, and I'm sure you've had this happen. I'm very active on LinkedIn. And you send me a connection request saying something like, I want, I love connecting with like-minded people on LinkedIn and I accept it because what a great message. And then the first thing you do is try to sell me something. And <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Yeah. That makes me crazy. I, I love it when people unsoliciting solicit me, you know, I, I haven't asked for anything. They haven't vetted me. They haven't even seen if I'm in the market for whatever they're selling. Yeah, I had somebody recently do that sort of thing. They're like, hey, well, at first they reached out and they said, I know it's a weird time to connect with new people going with everything that's going on with the world. And I was like, that's a really weird thing to say. I think it's a better time to connect with people with every. So I was like, all right, I, I'm going to take a bite out of that bait. I'll, I'll click accept. And then he immediately is like, hey, I've got these ways that you can make more money. And I was like, 
okay, which MLM is this? And I was curious. I was bored. It was a weekend. I was like, all right, let's let's see what what which service you're trying to sell me. And he goes in and he's like, yeah, you can make so much more money. And I was like, well, there's strike one because you didn't even ask if I'm doing all right financially, if I have time to make more money. Like, but he's, he's already going into that. And then he starts talking. I was like, well, I'm good, but he's like, can we just hop on a call and I'll show you some ways. And I was like, no, but you can tell me what the call is going to be about. And he's like, well, we've got, you know, I'm not going to say the name cause I don't want to, you know, hurt their reputation or anything, but offering 24 seven legal services for a cheap price of only 29.95 a month and it protects you like a shield from all of the legal issues that you may have and You're so funny Nate <laughs> I was like well I've got a lawyer and he's like well does your lawyer is he able to do this 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 and this and I didn't reply back but my dad's my lawyer my dad also happens to be my roommate so yes I do have <laughs> access to him 24 7 if I need to update my trust or have an LLC created up but it was just what I'm getting at with this is he didn't even vet me he didn't try to he didn't ask questions he didn't listen to my problems he just came in trying to shove this product slash service down my throat and it, it's exact opposite of what you were saying Galit. is that you need to come in even if you're approaching people you know if if you're doing the the cold calling or the the reaching out on linkedin because linkedin like you said is a great resource to connect to people it really is it's great a great resource. resource yeah but I we do. yeah we can't go in like that so how do you connect to people i, well, I want to know your expert nate the example you just gave is typical to what yes. so many people have experienced almost word by word they made us obviously they didn't vet me they made this assumption that i need another stream of income i get it all the time yeah. <laughs> like i don't even have time to think about another stream of income <laughs> exactly. so they already assumed i need money yep they already assumed i'm interested in being purchasing or getting involved in some kind of other business ask questions yes. so for me i'll give you a really simple example i get booked a lot by hr managers to speak for their employees i'm doing yeah. a lot of it for obviously now it's all virtual and i will send connections to hr managers and the connection oh gosh how many people send connections to hr managers right so i will say something like hi hi jill i work with hr managers to put together programs to benefit your employees and your bottom line. If there is anything that I can do to support your success in your company, please let me know. So what I basically did was I was transparent, right? I'm gonna be honest, this is what I do, but I didn't send her information. I didn't send her my prices. I didn't even ask to set up a call if there's anywhere I can benefit you. First of all, I get a higher rate of acceptance, accepting my connections, and many of them respond back when they are looking for someone like me. Now, if they don't respond back, they just accept my connection. I say, thank you for accepting my connection. I hope to speak further soon. That's it. I don't ask for a call. I don't send my information. I am now building a relationship. I'll comment on their posts. I want them to see my name more. If there's something free that I offer associated with how to uh, 
how to increase profits by effective communication with your employees. I'll send it to them. These are the kind of things that I'm doing. Typically, these HR managers are asking me to jump on a call because I'm so specific. And guess what happens? Ding, ding, ding. You know what? I really could use somebody to help me with my employees. Let me see what Galit does. Hey, Galit, do you have some time to jump on a call? I'd love to learn more about what you do and what you offer. Then I do what we just spoke about. I get on the call. I listen to what they're doing, what they need. I take my notes. Then at the end, I create something for them because obviously I could do it on the spot of what I think might benefit their employees. So step back, stop trying to sell a product or service. Instead, start listening. And one of the keywords I want your listeners to take away today is the word benefit. I give that to everyone. Use the word, how can I benefit you? How can my area of expertise benefit? People don't say that enough because it's always about them. Yeah, sales are definitely not about you. It's not about what you do. It's not about your product. It's not about your, you know, everything that you're selling. It is literally about them. And by saying and selling, like one of the ways that we talk about marketing is that you want people to know what they're going to experience by working with you. How are they going to come out the other side? What's it going to look like for them? You know what I mean? Working with Galit, I know for a fact, you're going to be on stages. You're going to have confidence. You're going to know everything that you need to know in order to be the person you need to be for whatever service it is that you're offering. Because I've seen you do it over and over and over. And, you know, we've had a few calls and I know you always make me feel more confident. So the fact is too, that you need to work with somebody. Confidence isn't something you wake up one morning and go, today, I'm going to be confident. And it just happens. Confidence is overcoming fear and it's being courageous. And those are things that you have to practice at every day. I love that you have your people walk around and say out loud what it is. Because for me, I'm fine that if I leave stuff in my head until it comes out my mouth, it doesn't make sense. And so practicing telling people and your sales pages, your sales letters, your emails, everything needs to be about what is their result going to be? Not what can I give you? What can I sell you? Yeah, sometimes with my programs, I have a program that starts tomorrow. Well, this will be recorded for later, but I have a program starting in January. And basically, I decide more than anything to send out some emails that might say, why haven't you signed up? Please let me know. Do you have any interest in the program? So I ask these questions instead of just selling, selling, selling. And I'll, people will respond back with, I love your program, but I'm just in too much right now. Or I, here we go, I can't afford it. And then I have a conversation to have with them because they do want to be part of the program, but their mindset, their money mindset, which is a big piece of success in sales too, because you've got to understand how people's mind works with money. We'll go and we'll spend five to $10 a day at Starbucks, right? Let's just make that up. Let's say we'll spend $150 a month at Starbucks or on that favorite pair of shoes, but we will not think that a coach is worth that money. So a lot of times I'll also touch on the rate of return. What is your, so I'll give you an example. One of my speaker programs is $1,500 for three months in a group. Now I'm telling you, I'm gonna teach you how to make $1,500 every time you speak or more. So your rate of return is just booking one speaking gig. So you sometimes have to touch on that. A lot of the business clients that I work with in sales, because I get hired for that, how to teach them to be successful in their business and sell. I'll say to them, one sale, how much do you make? Okay, great. Well, this is how much I cost. 
why wouldn't it be worth it for you? So start thinking about your rate of return. Now, if it's a product, it's based on the rate of return of what the product's gonna give you. So Nate used the photography as an example. How, I love pictures. How wonderful is it to have good pictures? There's a photographer, a professional photographer, I hire them. I don't take selfies and put them on my websites and use them in my marketing. <laughs> Which There's I'm a grateful rate of return for, thank you. for years, Nate, on photography, right? Right. right. No, absolutely. And that's, that's the type of thing. I, I talk with a lot of my photographer friends about that. And I have so many friends that when they're just getting started, they have the talent, they have the eye, they have the skill set to deliver what the client needs. But they don't necessarily have that confidence or that understanding of that return on investment. For example, one of my clients, um, they're kind of, we're not under a contract or anything. They just keep coming back to me. So they're a recurring client. Um, they uh, are a medical center and they are hiring and firing and transitioning staff all the time. Like they have 300 employees. Well, they want headshots up on the website under the staff. So I'm going in almost every four to six weeks for an afternoon to do headshots for new staff. And I charge, I, I make a great amount of money off of them. Whereas other newer photographers might be like, well, okay, hour of the work, that type of thing. Whereas I go in and I say, all right, you're gonna need these photos for your website. This is how much I'm charging per person. You know, and, and the doctors or, and the owner or whatever, he doesn't bat his eye. He goes, okay, I can see that return because he's a businessman. He goes, yes, yep, absolutely. Cool. I, I've got that. Awesome. Here's your check. On the other hand, you have people that say they might want photos for their kid's graduation. And they're like, well, we want to spend and get a professional photographer. All the other times we just grabbed our old, you know, Canon Rebel out of the closet and snapped a few photos. And then you go to them and say, well, in order to take your, you know, your daughter's graduation photos, it's going to be this amount. And they look at you like you're trying to rob them high and dry unless you go back to why they're hiring you. Why did they contact you in the first place? You know, figure out those pain points. Do you want something that looks like it was taken by an iPhone, you know, or do you want something that was taken by an artist and created and make your daughter look like a work of art because she's worked all of these years to accomplish something. Do we want to remember that? Do we just want to put it on Instagram or do we want to print out a 24 by 36 giant print framed to hang in the you know in the hallway so every time you walk past her past that hallway when she's off at college you can see her bright smiling face and remember that all of those hard work and all of those years of you cultivating your daughter to be the brilliant person she is to the full ride scholarship over here at this university you want to see your bright smiling face every day right and, and when that happens, they go, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, let me throw my iPhone out the, out the window. Yes, Nate, I'm going to hire you because you can deliver that and that solution. So confidence, it's the confidence. It's the confidence. It's knowing your value and worth. That's where you yeah. start. One of the exercises I have my clients do is, and this sometimes causes more fear, Sheila, is I say, go look up five people that are doing similar things that you're doing right now. And I want you to put their websites on a, a spreadsheet, their names. And if it says how much they charge, not everybody does, put it on there too. My clients usually come back and say, Galit, I don't think I should be doing this. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just researched these people. Oh my gosh, I said, no. You go in, you write down what you love that they're doing, what you don't love what they're doing. 
and now you make it your own. You're unique within yourself. It doesn't matter if there's thousands and thousands of photographers or thousands and thousands of experts in different business areas. It's about you. And so they go do the research. We come back, we look at it and I say, okay, great. Where do you fit here? Now let's set you apart from everybody else. So Nate, I'm sure your photos set you apart from everybody else. That's how it works. This is mine and this is on your phone. And also you look at the rate of return after that photo is going to be good forever and ever and ever. How many of us have photos on our phones and then we never, ever print them out. We never use them. They're not edited. They don't have the right background. So it's a great example. The photography example can be stretched into any profession. I think it's important to remember too, that if they can't come over, overcome their own money mindset, when they're telling you a price, how can they expect their clients to do the same thing? You know, I struggle money is in me, you know, we're, we're friends, we're learning to be friends. Um, But there was a time when I was just like, I hate money. I just wanted to work for free. And I do a lot of free work, I admit, but in order for me to be able to get my clients to pay, I have to have confidence in myself. I'm presenting to them or sending them that energy of, you know what, it's worth it because like Nate, so if you have a fantastic photograph, someone asks you to be on a podcast, they ask you for a headshot and you send them this, you know, iPhone selfie, you're not going to feel as confident as if you sent one that Nate took. So you have to look at every single aspect and how it's going to come around and not only benefit you, but benefit your clients. How can you present yourself? I don't know about you, Galit, but when I have a nice picture of myself, man, I feel good, Mm -hmm. right? You feel really good. Nate, my last photographer that I used was five years ago, and I'm just now going to get new photos with the same photographer because I love her. Rate a return. Five years for my professional photos. Don't get me wrong. She took 300. Yeah. We had a three-hour shoot and it was brilliant. Three outfits, whatever. And I'm so excited now. I'm prepping for my next one because it's time for new ones. Right. And it's just the most simplistic example because I have clients that I'm watching all over the internet now, all over social media that worked with me for six months, a year or 18 months and I'm watching their success. And of course I'm like a proud mom, but I'm going, Oh my gosh, they paid me this much and look how long what I taught them is continuing to work for with them and continuing to work. So it's, it's definitely one of those things where you have to recognize that sales is part of a success because most of us are doing things because of the money, not be, number one. We do it, number one, a lot of us, because we love it, hopefully. Number two is money's nice. Money's wonderful. I love having money. I always <laughs> laugh with Sheila because most people don't say that. I love money. What a great thing to put out there, right? I need to learn how more. to say that. Yeah, I need to learn how to say that better because I know that money mindset is one of the biggest things that I struggle with. And so I am learning. And when you're a single mom, though, like money can be fear, And so for me, money causes this fear reaction, but I'm also learning about fear and, you know, fear and confidence, man, sometimes they just battle, right? So Mm -hmm. overcoming fear of money and how it can hurt me and how it can help me. I need to look at all of those things. And I bet you there's people listening who are like, yeah, I'm afraid of money too. I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of how high I can go because that's how much farther I can fall, right? I think a lot of us have struggled with that. One of the things I've always loved about you, Galit, is your 
uh, is your confidence. Like you just come across as you have got the world conquered and everything is amazing and you're beautiful and you have these amazing programs. And I've watched you, we've been friends since right after you started into the industry of business coaching. And so I've watched you over the years and you've just soared. I just am so, I'm, I'm like a proud mama too, because you were actually on one of my uh, events about three years ago. And even in the last three years that you've changed a lot, but I've also watched your clients because you are a proud mama because you post about them. Yes. I'd love to give one more tip if we have time about yes. fear. Yes. One of the things that I teach and it's in my book, I, the book I wrote a few years ago called The Successful Woman's Mindset. And one of the chapters is called She Turns Fear into Determination. And I want to I wanna give that to you real quick because I think it's such a key factor to what's been helping me and my success. And I think, Sheila, with me, because I started my first business 25 years ago, I think it's been over now, I did go through all this, but I just did it a lot sooner than most people. I did it in my 20s. So most people go and get a job and work for someone and just deal. I had to figure out how to be an entrepreneur in my 20s, my early 20s. But this is the key. Fear, when we feel fear, it drums up an emotion inside. Everybody's different. I'm a girly girl, so I get it in the pit of my stomach. And I feel it there and it feels a little bit icky at times. Well, if you think about how determination feels, how excitement feels, how nervousness feels, it's pretty similar. So what I share is you take the feeling that you have when you feel fear and you ask yourself, why am I feeling this? And you really write it down, write it down. Why am I feeling this? And usually it's related to a limited belief or a past experience or something you've observed as a child or a young adult, because we're very easily molded. And then you, there's steps that I'll, I'll make sure to send you, but there's seven steps. You can look them up. It's a therapy model, seven, seven steps to overcoming limited beliefs. Now you say to yourself, what if I took what is what I'm scared of? And instead I turned that into determination. And I took that little feeling I have, just the same one that I get when I get on stage every time to speak, those butterflies, that nervousness. And I say to myself, I got this, I can do this. And then you focus on the end result and you ask yourself, how is it gonna feel when I accomplish this? Whatever it might be, it's gonna feel amazing. You allow yourself to feel the feeling of what it's gonna feel like when you accomplish it and then you take one new step. I don't care how tiny it is. The tiniest step in the world. And you take that one little step towards feeling that feeling and accomplishing that thing that you have fear of. And every time you take another step until you get there. So that's a little bit of a way to get through the fear, turn into determination, and then accomplish what you do. And then you just recycle and you do it again and again and again. I love that so much. And actually in Mel Robbins book, five second rule, she actually talks about that. There actually is a chemical in your body that fear, anxiety, excitement, fun, all create the same feeling. So for her, yeah, apparently she's like terrified of speaking in front of people. Yes. She's like the top. Yeah, she has a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And she turns you that into excitement. Surprised. Yeah. A lot of people, I'm, I have general, I have diagnosed general anxiety as well. 
it's quite interesting how so many people that are in the limelight or in the spotlight or speakers or whatever have anxiety, but it's be probably because of what you said. It's because that anxiety and that excitement are very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I didn't love that. Sorry, Nate. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I'm absolutely the same way. I've spoken in front of tens of thousands of people before and I still have anxiety and, but at the same time, it's one of the biggest rushes ever and the best feeling when you finish and you walk off the stage and it's like you're done and you you achieved something monumental you know you, you overcame your fears it's like a really good workout in a way like you you have a good successful workout with your personal trainer in the gym and you're just like yeah that was good i rocked it today and you, you just leave the gym with your head held high it's the same sort of thing after you overcome your fears or I, I don't even usually like using the words overcome your fears because i feel like when people say overcome their fears it's like it it says in my mind it makes it sound like the fears are no longer there which in my case the fears are always there i didn't overcome with the fears but i moved through the fears i i it's like you're fighting through the jungle there's all these poisonous snakes and deadly animals around you it's not like oh i'm not afraid anymore the animals disappear no it's not what it is it's i overcame those i i went through them i i challenged them and they're still there the danger is still always around the anxiety is always there but we're conquering it together yes not letting it stop you is the key right the key, i don't stop getting anxiety i went to the doctor the other day for a physical therapy my normal physical and she checked my pulse and i'm calm as a cucumber she's like lead are you okay and i said yeah that's normal She's like, what do you mean? I said, I have anxiety and I choose not to take medication for it. That's my choice because I find other ways. There's nothing wrong with medication, but I found ways to deal with it. But my insights could be an absolute disaster. And I've just worked so hard at knowing how to be calm on the outside. So it's more, my anxiety is never going to go away. It's chemical. I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. It's just what it is. But my brain is not causing my anxiety anymore because I've worked on that. So you just learn to live with it. And sometimes I'll say things like, my anxiety does not define me. Instead, it's just a part of me. So you can have the same conversation with fear. Okay, so I fear this, right? I fear heights, but I'm still going to go zip lining. I'm going to deal with it. It's right. just what it is. I, my boyfriend has a fear of heights. That man's gone zip lining with me like no tomorrow. It's not because he doesn't have a fear of heights anymore. It's because he's not going to let it stop him. That's awesome. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, that answers the question is don't let fear stop you. Have the confidence. And I think too, one of my big things for, the, for 2021 is to just, just believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself. Allow yourself to do that. I think we're all taught this, you know, be humble, be authentic, be blah, blah, whatever. And so we're always so worried about how people perceive us that we forget that it's okay to believe in ourselves. And it doesn't make us, confidence does not make us better than people. It does not make us um, conceited. It doesn't make us all of those things. But what it does is it allows us to achieve our purpose. Galit, I think you're brilliant. You know, I just love you. I think you're amazing. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yep. Thanks, Galit. You're fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sheila and me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know you can't get enough of us. So 
have us on your podcast, or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. That's all we have for today's episode of The Messy Backend. I'm Ella Glasgow, the general contractor of virtual events, founder of Beyond Virtual Events, where we create done-for-you, stress-free virtual events. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like my backend is getting clearer with every episode. I can tell you from my experience that keeping a solid eye on our mission to pull up on the greatness in people has been a key to the success of our business. Join us again next week as experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you're not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention. Every time you touch your desk, it makes a thumping noise. Um, I want the thumping noise in there, actually. No, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I had a transition there. Um, okay, so. Cool. All right. Com- you know, comp- uh, what's the word? Um, complimentary. Complimentary call. Senior moment. <laughs>